Welcome to 30 Minutes with TNA. That's Tits and Ass. I'm Ass. Or Tierney and Alexa. <laughs> Tierney and Alexa. I am Alexa. <laughs> I thought you were Ass. I'm Tits. <laughs> it's so suiting that we're TNA because uh, you have such big tits and I have a big ass. And you have a tiny ass. Thank you for reminding <laughs> all of our one listener. <laughs> that's okay I have baby a cups um, well fun fact about our podcast we have been talking about doing this podcast for like six years and today's day one <laughs> just decided to do it it's a quarantine hobby pandemic to really get the ball rolling all you have to do is hit record <laughs> that's why that button took six years to press I hope this sets an example for people just to fucking hit record, not wait six years. Um, So this podcast is to kind of shoot the shit, ideally make you feel a little bit less alone, and we'll be your friends every week, hopefully if you want to listen to us, which I'm sure you will, because we are amazing. Um, do you have anything to say about our podcast, Dee? Um, I think we should just start doing it and see if anybody likes us. Okay. Well, we want to, we want to hit off every podcast with like going over a news headline because news headlines are crazy. And, um, Tini and I were just talking offline how I'm super into news headlines and I read about like three different newsletters every day. I read The Hustle, I read new, uh, Need to Know, and then I read the New York Times like daily update. I do that in the morning. And then at night I watch The Rachel Maddow Show and Lester Holt, um, both. <laughs> news um, intake is a little different since the news these days has been giving me a lot of stress and anxiety. My doctor recommended that I shouldn't dive too deep into the news. So I just read the skim in the morning and then the rest of my news comes from all the fun facts that my husband feels the need to share with me throughout the day since he <laughs> reads a lot more news than I do. And between those two sources, I feel like I kind of get it all. Yeah, Gregory is definitely a Rolodex of news facts and information. Yeah information also right (laughs) (laughs) on that note today's useless information is is quarantine shopping trends this one's from the hustle we opened it up today and uh it said if you want to know like how crazy quarantine is making everybody look at the newest trends the hottest trends are tie-dye sweatsuits and tie-dye clothes (laughs) (laughs) which You've done, you've like DIY'd your own tie-dye? I think every single person did like a home tie-dye kit in March. It was like a requirement of quarantine because besides making banana bread, I'm pretty sure tie-dye is the only thing that I saw on my Instagram stories for like the whole month of March. I just bought my first little tie-dye. Did you see how cute? We... Gregory and I did like a whole afternoon of tie-dye and whatever, pretty much everything white, like in our closets. We're like, let's just tie-dye all of this. 
Oh my God. Um, whatever, it's August now. So it's been however many months, five months or so. And I've never seen him wear a piece of tie-dye that he tie-dyed. I've never worn any of the tie-dye. And I also brought a carload of stuff to Goodwill the other day and saw all of Gregory's one-of-a-kind pieces in his donation piles. So, oh, my God. So, um, Fail. Not but it was a fun activity. Not sure I would rock that out in the real world. And now you're out of white clothing. And now I'm out of white clothing. Good thing I already <laughs> um yeah I never did it because I was scared that I was going to tie-dye my entire house on accident just like pour dye everywhere which is no you have to do tie-dye outside you don't, it's not an indoor activity <laughs> that makes sense. um the second trend was a cherry dress which like we're going to skip over because what's, I don't know what that is oh strawberry Oh, I think it's just a dress with like fruit on it. Like in general, like just fruit dresses? I think like a summer dress with fruit on it, right? You Weren't have you a dress with like lemons on it at my wedding? Yes, I almost <laughs> wore it. I didn't wear it because my boobs were falling out of it. My small little boobs were just not staying in. Some dresses need boobs to like fill it up. So there you go. You're part of the trend. There we go. That was like a $600 dress from Revolve that we returned. Thank God. Thank God for Revolve. Thank <laughs> God for Revolve. Chelsea returned $5,000 of Revolve dresses from your wedding weekend. I probably returned about three. Amazing. Anyway, final trend is fish flops and we hate them. We never heard of them. They're the ugliest things on the planet. The website is codies.com, C-O-D-V-I-E-S.com. And I guess people love their quarantine fish flops and we hate them. And this is a PSA, don't buy them. <laughs> also, just quick question at, at like the hustle, wherever Alexa gets her morning news. Like, if this is such a trend, how come neither of us have ever heard of them? Like, maybe pick your topics more wisely. What's really trending? <laughs> maybe they knew it would shock us enough to, like, talk about it in our podcast. Well, I think the only it's reason... tactic to get forwards. Forward this email along. <laughs> the only reason anyone should buy fish flops is, like, as a prank joke to someone. Yeah. Like a gift. A gift yeah. to a gift to somebody that you don't like. <laughs> like, oh my god, I got a gift like in the mail from Tierney. And it's fucking fish box. Ew. I would never send those to you. I hope they're scented like fish. I would send them to one of your ex-boyfriends. Nice. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah. Uh, I have been shopping online, though. Like, I, I was outside yesterday running errands and I realized that like my jacket my shirt my shoes like all were brand new I just like can't stop shopping um partially because of inside the stores while you're shopping what like inside of store physically in a place of business yeah I found a place in San Diego that I tore up I like, bought everything are there other people in the store there were to like service people, <laughs> staff, wearing masks, 
Wearing <laughs> masks. I mean, in Topanga, which is like the hippie canyon last weekend um, in LA. Um, by the way, I'm in LA and Tierney's in South Carolina, Charleston. For now. Lots going on in our lives. Um, but in, in Topanga, there were some vintage trucks parked on the road and I like shopped inside vintage trucks. Sketchy. Um, I've been social distancing terribly though. I just went for a party weekend in San Diego. Like I, I went to Michael's yesterday to buy yarn because I'm knitting now. I go to the chiropractor. Shame on you. I know. Um, I'm very socially distant. I don't go inside of places. I haven't been inside of a place other than Whole Foods in six months. So <laughs> tell everyone why. I'm pregnant. And Be pregnant. I'm afraid of the coronavirus. And all of the doctor's appointments that I've been to are like temperature at the door, like you know, nobody can come with you and really strict. And those are medical facilities. Even actually today, I have to take my dog to the vet and I'm not allowed to go with him to the appointment. My vet is coming out to my car to pick him up and take him in for his appointment. And then they bring him back out to my car and come and run my credit card and give me the report, like standing six feet away from the car. So that should be interesting. It's in an hour. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. That's really interesting. I um, have been being terrible at it and LA is pretty lenient about it, to be honest. And I have a part of my family. Um, my godbrother has diabetes, type one diabetes. And we were gonna go to Big Sur this week. They left on Tuesday and they're there for 10 days in this gorgeous house on the water, which my favorite water um, in the world is in Big Sur. And they uninvited me. Well, I don't blame them. I would have uninvited you too. <laughs> <laughs> like what? You, don't, you just said that you don't socially distance at all. No, I do. I, I'm smart. You said you were at a party all weekend. You've been inside of shopping places and all over the place. Like, if I see your Instagram, I wouldn't want you to come near me either. <laughs> I think I wild and, wild and outed when they uninvited me. I was like, fuck you. Watch me party. <laughs> okay. It's, one way it's, hard. it's hard to be uninvited. And actually, Ava, my niece, she's 21, she got totally shamed. And her roommates actually kicked her out. Well, I think <laughs> that's okay. People are concerned with their health, you know? I it's think causing rifts. It's causing rifts. And nobody knows what's right or what's wrong or what's the appropriate measures. And I don't think, you know... If people don't want to be around you because you're around too many others in this day and age, I think that's not something that we can take offense to as a group of people. Yeah. We just need to accept people's preferences and protecting their own safety in the way that they know how. And you can live your life the way that you want to, but you know, you can't get upset with others if they don't want to be around you because of the way you yeah. can. That's why. a new practice of, of like not taking it personally, you know, like, 
how hard was it to hear from my younger brother that he felt uncomfortable with me coming, you know, on the trip? Like that's really hard and so easy to take it personally, but it, it really isn't personal. So like for anyone out there with, you know, family and friends that have different levels of like concern, um, it has to be respected in a way that doesn't hurt your feelings. Um, but it can bring up stuff for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely been a weird time not hugging anybody for months. Yeah, it's so crazy watching you pregnant with Gregory and just, you know, the three of you, three being Pito, the doggy. Yeah. These bottles are the only people that I hug. And yes, I'm including Pito in the people count. <laughs> He's a good man. Great man. <laughs> wise, wise man. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so should we move on to the topic? The topic, yeah. Also not a fun topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast isn't too much of a downer. <laughs> I think it's real. I mean, we're, we're coming in here with smiling faces, but we're just talking about hard shit because it's kind of what we're surrounded by. Yeah. Um, the topic is unemployment. So this is a really topical topic <laughs> right now because obviously you all know that unemployment is at its peak and Alexa and I are both in the event space, which is an industry that was one of the first, you know, first and hardest hit industries during the pandemic times and probably, you know, the first one to close down might be the last one to open back up since large gatherings are still pretty much a no-go zone. And we both have different experiences about our employment, um, but been a, it's been a ride. Why don't you start by sharing yours? Well, when did you, when did your job fold? Like the day the first case of the coronavirus got to South Carolina, which is where I'm living. Um, I had an event that was like a four day event. And I have probably 25 more events slated from March through August. And that event, that day, I was at the event and I read in the, in the news that morning that there was one case reported in South Carolina and that was the last event that I had. And my job ended a week after that. Six days after that, actually really quick which makes sense because it's such a big company tuny works for a big company throwing events for brands um and i think big companies got insider information and caught on really quickly and we're just like nah we can't gather people i mean a lot of responsible ones did i um tierney and i work together we throw parties for a living and you know r.i.p the traditional party um so it's been tough but luckily i i had a salary gig um, with Conscious City Guide, and on March 20th, the lockdown was announced March 17th, I believe, and um, March 24th was our first virtual event, and we had virtual events from uh, all the way up through July, 
and um, it was awesome. We did, you know, over 50, maybe 60 live events, lots of Zoom, lots of conversations, a couple live stream concerts, but truly like the turnout wasn't great and people aren't spending money on being online. You know, like if there's a conversation or something they're interested in, they just want to plug in and log on. Not, very few people are going to spend $45 to open up Zoom and, and talk for an hour um, or like listen for an hour, even more so, right? Like, and the drop off was so interesting. We had like stats on, on how many people would sign up. I mean, people would spend $150 on certain things and then not show up. So our drop off was 73% it was wild. Like people don't really want to be on zoom. It's kind of when you, I, my conclusion is like, when you RSVP to something, it's like a 30%. You're like, yeah, I'll have it just in case I'm like totally bored and like on my computer. Yeah. I would say that that's probably true. And I mean, a lot of people that were trying to do digital events didn't really execute them in a way that was grasping the audience, but even the most interesting ones, it's still at the end of the day, you in front of your laptop, which is just not that exciting for most people. And you really hung on there and clung on to it for a while and did, did a great job providing these experiences, which I think, you know, maybe the first month or so of quarantine people were more interested in, but now we're in like month six of the coronavirus and people are just, you know, like, like you said before, they're, they're over it and they're just going out in the world and hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. So today is the 14th of August, which marks the end of the second week of my unemployment. Um, I have no idea what's going on with my unemployment, to be honest. I like quickly checked on it before our recording and I need to certify something, um, you know, and I need to prove every week that I'm looking for work and like, how am I going to do that? And I'm also trying to like be an entrepreneur, right? And like, I actually wrote this list, um, one, two, three, four, five, six of like current projects that I'm like trying to do. So there's six projects I'm trying to do from my dining room table um, without collecting unemployment because I don't get it. Like, I don't understand the website. Um, but I'm sure I'll get it. I'll um, receive it. Uh, but I know you've had a much more treacherous journey and I'm hoping that mine doesn't look like yours. I hope that yours does not look like mine either because I was, I lost my main job in March, as I mentioned, and the company that I worked for was based in Connecticut, but I work remote from South Carolina and my job focused on projects that were based in South Carolina and North Carolina and the company which office was in Connecticut and the client who I worked for also in Connecticut were told me to apply in Connecticut which I did and Connecticut declined me because my work was physically not there and so I applied in the state of South Carolina who declined me because I work for a Connecticut based company and by the time I circled back with Connecticut. Um, they, their office was closed. Um, the office that employed me. So the <laughs> Connecticut unemployment got in touch with South Carolina unemployment who needed to investigate my case further and couldn't reach anyone from the company because everybody who worked with me was fired um, because of 
coronavirus. Crazy. And, um, so I've kind of just been going in circles between the unemployment office of South Carolina and the unemployment office of Connecticut. And I've not received $1 yet. So I can't, you know, I'm luckily fortunate enough that I'm not going starving or anything um, that I haven't received unemployment. It is a huge bummer to me because I, you know, worked and paid the taxes for this reason, just in case I ever became unemployed. Um, and now I'm receiving no benefits, but it just makes me feel for all the other Americans out there who really need this money a lot more than I do and probably aren't getting it either. Yeah. That's, that's wild. I, I wonder, do you know if, you know, say this gets picked up and, and you can prove that you were employed by a valid employer and you haven't received employment since you were laid off in March, would you get backlog unemployment? Would they pay you for April, May? Well, the person that I spoke to for the state of Connecticut told me that if he could figure out a way for Connecticut to pay me that I would, but then my last correspondence with him, he told me that Connecticut wasn't going to fulfill my unemployment and then I needed to get back with South Carolina and try them again. But the last time I got actually a person on the phone in South Carolina, I waited on hold for three and a half hours and about five minutes into our call, they hung up on me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, you know, you are very blessed. I think we're both very blessed, but that doesn't mean the world stops moving, right? You are literally moving houses. You have a baby due in four or five months. Yeah, four months. Four months. Um, there's lots of personal shit going on on top of, and then in the midst of all the personal shit, feeling like, oh, I need to get on the phone and sit on hold with an unemployment office. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I've given up hope completely. Like, I'm not counting on unemployment money if I ever do get it. Um, hopefully all of our listeners are praying for me to get unemployment. <laughs> if I ever do get it, it'll be a huge bonus. Um, because I've already kind of written that off my brain, um, given the amount of times that I reached out to these people and followed up and filed for appeals and waited on hold. Um, the system is not working. No. And now that subsidy, the $600, is now cut to $300. Um, and I think it'll be a little bit tricky to prove that my, um, my firing like had to do with the coronavirus, but it's like, obviously it did because we're not producing events. I had events booked for the year that would have kept me employed, but, um, the layoffs, I don't think were like directly correlated with coronavirus. It's just all very tricky. So, I mean, we're wishing all of you better luck with your unemployment than us, in other words. Yeah, and even more so, wishing you employment. Like, I hope that you are employed. Yeah, for the lucky few essential workers. Mm. Uh, good for you, still hanging on to that job. <laughs> the poor event planners. I mean, you saw that article that I sent you in, in England, the event, the event people, I mean, England is such a huge concert industry. Not that we don't, but like, yeah, 
they're all really suffering and they had a protest last week. Yeah. 300,000 event workers protesting and asking for support. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I guess that's our spiel on unemployment. Um, if anyone has any tips on how to get it all sorted, if you need a story, and mine too. Hope this is to Al. Yeah. And you can also send us ideas for other topics that you would want to hear on upcoming weeks. We'll just chit chat through it. No biggie. Good night. You feel less alone. <laughs> and pray for the post office, y'all. Post office. I'm a little nervous about that, actually, since I'm in the middle of trying to change my my last name. Right. And all these social security things require that I send them my actual physical passport or driver's license in the mail, not not a um, copy. And what? I'm like. I'm a little afraid to send my passport in the mail when all of this um, stuff is going on with the post office because I'm worried that it won't get delivered or it won't make it back to me or... Why do you have to send your physical passport? Because you have to send proof of ID to the Social Security office and the Social Security office is not taking in-person appointments anymore because of coronavirus. So the only way to send in the stuff is by U.S. Postal Service. That's way too risky. That's so risky. I know, but I need to change my name. Post offices wrote in to uh, the Rachel Maddow show yesterday and said, like, we're not going to be able to get our votes in in time, like, based on all these things that change. Like, it's really happening. So I guess next week we'll have a little update on that. Maybe next week we can talk about post office. Yeah, and next week my passport might be lost forever. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening. We love to shoot the shit, so tell us what you want us to talk about, and we'll be here. Come back next week for 30 Minutes with TNA. 30 Minutes with TNA, we out. <laughs> Do you stop recording? <laughs>